Blog Talk Radio. their shows and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't um aew's revolution was last night and i gotta say it's not uh not uncommon for a pay-per-view to be run on a sunday wwe's been doing it for years ecw i don't know if they ran one on a saturday i don't know wcw i believe they used to go head to head with you know no they didn't but starcade and wrestlemania were very very similar and uh, Revolution, Evolution, uh, yeah, that's just the nature of the beast. Oh, and by the way, folks, if you want to message me while the show is on air, you can do so at Wrestle Radio Network forward slash Facebook.com, Wrestle underscore radio on Instagram, and on the Twitter handle, it's at underscore Brian Rails on Twitter. So... If you're good at that shit, you can go ahead and message moi. I know most of us are tech savvy, but <clears throat> well, yeah, you know, oh God. So just got a message from somebody about something going on with, you know, all this drama shit, dude. Okay. I guess. Yeah. While almost no one saw Paul White's deal with AEW coming, Vince McMahon was one of the few people likely privy to the fact that the future WWE Hall of Fame was headed elsewhere. White's departure came after he was essentially paid to stay home by WWE over the last couple years, only making brief appearances and not looking very strong when Big Show did pop up. It seems there are no hard feelings on either side. White told reporters McMahon called to congratulate him after the deal was announced. Here's the thing. Vince actually called me the day it was announced that I signed with AEW, wished me a lot of luck, agreed that I'm a big asset to AEW, and thanked me for all the years I worked in WWE. There's no animosity. There's no anger. There's no dirt, so to speak. This just came down to, you know, contract negotiations and opportunities. Let's face it. Over 20 years in WWE, I've done everything there is to do in WWE. I need a fresh start, and for me, Vince understands that and understands me as a talent. And this was an opportunity for me to do that. White will be working on the new AEW Dark Elevation program that's set to debut this year on YouTube. Along with occasional in-ring work, it seems like a situation where White wanted to utilize his talents in a variety of ways that were not afforded by WWE. Oh, and yes, Christian Cage. Uh, for those of you who know Christian debuted. AEW's big surprise was touted for the Revolution pay-per-view turned out to be Christian Cage, who came out and silently signed a contract 
for walking behind the curtain. Tony Khan spoke to reporters about the signing after Revolution. I want to get, says, uh, we saw him very recently compete on pay-per-view, and there was a lot of interest in it, Khan said. It generated a lot of interest. He was interested in wrestling on a regular basis, and he gave me a call. He said, I'd really like to come wrestle in AEW. And I said, I'd really like to have you come wrestle in AEW for me. That sounds awesome. It all came together. Great. Uh, it's clear that Cage wants to be a full-time performer, so that's good. Uh, at age 47, doesn't matter. Oh, Bully Ray trolls revolution finish. There's no way to sugarcoat it. The ending to AEW's revolution pay-per-view was a disaster. The supposed explosion in the ring after uh, Kenny Omega, John Moxley exploding barbed wire deathmatch turned out to be little more than Gilbert S. Sparkler shooting out of the ring post. Bully Ray took to Twitter to poke fun at the situation Sunday. The only thing they remember is the finish. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And it said, at Bustin' Open Radio, at AEW Revolution. While it appears that AEW will attempt to steer into the curve of what was likely a major botch, the broadcast did no such thing. Eddie Kingston covering up his fallen friend was treated like an act of great bravery. And the broadcast crew talked up the explosion while Kingston and Moxley laid together selling the show as the show went off the air. AEW, let may take some time to live it down. So, yeah, about that, folks. Um, great shame in the match finishes that it will overshadow what was otherwise a fantastic match between Moxley and Omega. One that would have provided a perfect capper to perhaps the defining feud of the promotion. I don't know. Okay, see... A friend of mine and another friend of mine and I'm pretty sure other friends of mine watched AEW's Revolution on Sunday. And I got I must tell you I don't know like I said there's a long pause because there's just so many thoughts about that pay-per-view, and I'm going to go over each match instead of the fucking dirt sheet, or the gossip, if you will, schoolgirl gossip, that's what I like to call it. Instead of just the gossip, folks, we're going to go over the entire card from top to finish. We're going to play an audio soundbite during Off the Rails Uncensored from John Moxley as a, you know, the show went off air, which I thought was pretty cool. But I just, you know, I'm going to point some things out. As per usual, you know, my bitch ass has to fucking put shit into perspective, right, when it comes to professional wrestling. Well, yes, I do agree. It wasn't. There are going to be people that get defensive no matter which side you're cheering for, dude. AEW, WWE, NWA, New Japan, Impact, doesn't matter. There's going to be people that bitch about something no matter what. And yes, I am guilty of. Complaining, but complaining with reason. Is it still complaining? Yes. Did I watch the pay per view? Well, my friend tortured me with the whole. Uh, yeah. You should watch it or else. I don't know if I, you know, told you this, but AEW is not on my favorite list to watch from their side. I mean, I, to gain perspective, I watched the entire pay-per-view that my friend sent, you know, goes, hey, you know, you should watch it. It was a, it was not a bad pay-per-view. I said, dude, you know, the end of the, okay, what they were talking about when I was reading the schoolgirl gossip, the end of the match where Kingston came out and was right next to Moxley, and then all of a sudden you see a whole bunch of end-of-the-match post-talk shit was just like, okay, um, should I laugh or should I cry about this whole thing? Because it's just like, I don't, I'm not so sure. Like, I say that all the time, should I laugh or should I cry? Because it's like, um... There's so many things that AEW could have been better, but it's just like, okay, enough of the Bleacher Report. Let's let's read the card together. So Vince 
See, most people don't think that Vince is a cordial dude, but I mean, he's look at what the dude has accomplished. Okay, Tony Khan's been briefly in the business. He's like, I used to watch wrestling when I was little. You know, we're gonna model it differently than they are. Of course, they are. So, yes, AEW Revolution was streamed. Uh, they're free live streams, so you could wa- you could have watched it. On the Fight Network for free. You could have watched it on Daily Motion or YouTube. I don't know. You could have, yeah, dude. You could have gone through the links that was given to you. I mean, the company had a specific link for you. you. Could watch it on your computer. You could watch it on phone, whichever device. Yes, and I would, I would definitely agree with that. It was. It was so hard to um, grade any match in A. No, I mean, look. So, one was wearing a white white beater. Who cares what they were wearing? And the the referee was wearing a hazmat suit. This looks absolutely looks like a horrible Beastie Boys video with all that fucking barbed wire on the table. Oh my god, yes, I remember death matches or not for the faint at heart. If you get caught on that barbed wire, that shit hurts. Um, AEW Revolution results, great. So, Rio and Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker and Mike Mick, uh, Makiito. I'm sorry if I butchered her name. So Baker had a doctor's note written by herself saying Rebel was medically ineligible to compete. Jeez, uh, they pulled this shit. Britt Baker and Mike Gito defeat Rio and Sonya Rosa via pinfall. So they gave that match a C. So, okay, the AEW Tag Team Championships, the Young Bucks versus Chris Jericho and MJF. So Chris Jericho and MJF came out victorious. So let me see here. It says, I know, I just have to read the results because I can't remember for verbatim because I fell asleep through some of this pay-per-view. After Stereo Suicide Dives, the Bucks locked in simultaneous sharpshooters. Or an early submission. So this was a two out of three falls. Was it two out of three falls? Okay, MJF, get things going their way. Jericho locked in Jackson and the Lion Tamer. What's the finish? Meltzer Driver on Jericho. That's an interesting nickname uh, for that finish. Casino Tag Team Royale. And one of the early highlights in the match, QT Marshall got into an argument with Dustin Rhodes. Rhodes took issue with Marshall, eliminating the gun club. Good lord. So there's a tag team battle royal, is there? And it had Jungle Boy, Kazarian, and Silver. Okay, a Death Triangle is a future tag title shot. So Death Triangle, Pac, and Ray Phoenix won the casino tag team royale. And how that match so a match like this is done to have sloppy stretches. I don't look, when you critique somebody and then you've never been in the fucking ring. You can critique, but don't sloppy stretches, really. Good Lord. Um, I wouldn't call it sloppy stretch. I'd call it, holy fuck, is this still going? Uh, (laughs) Miro and Kip Sabian versus Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor. Well, I, okay. Orange Cassidy and Chuck Taylor win by submission, so let me read the last bit of this. Miro took out Taylor before looking at him in the game over to get the submission victory. This was short. It was a okay, so it was a filler match. That happens. Hangman Adam Page versus Matt Hardy. Now I did pay attention to some of this. Uh, I'm gonna say so Adam Page beat Matt Hardy. I'm not surprised. You're gonna put somebody over, you're gonna put somebody over. Face of Revolution Ladder match, Cody Rhodes versus Pinta L Zero, Nito. Scorpio Sky versus Lance Archer versus Max Caster versus Ethan Page. Holy fuck. The winner wins the TNT uh, title belt. <sighs> okay. Um, we'll sleep. Sorry, briefly, but uh, so Scorpio Sky won by grabbing the brass ring. Wait, this is a ladder match. So it says the match had plenty of big action, but didn't really separate itself from the pack of very good ladder matches. Uh, okay, that's been growing increasingly deep. Sting and Darby Allen versus Brian Cage and Ricky Starks in a street fight. I'm guessing Darby Allen lost or won. I don't know. Allen recovered and threw that to the icon. So Sting and Allen, huh? 
Sting and Darby Allen defeat Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. You know, it totally makes sense that when Sting comes back, he goes in with Darby Allen because they're very similar, very dark, very they're very much risk takers when this shit goes on. Uh, when their shit is in the ring, sorry, when their stuff is being showcased in the ring, there that's better choice of words. Uh, the details of this match, so Taz threw Allen through a window, propped up against a wall. King Taz talks to Allen, recovering through bat. Okay, so he got up from all that. And this is wrestling science, Christ. So, AEW World Championship Exploding Barbed Wire Deathmatch. Kenny Omega versus Moxley. Now, again, there are certain matches that have a certain flavor to them, for me at least. And barbed wire death match. It really doesn't shock me that Moxley is the one involved. And Kenny Omega for that matter, because these two beat the shit out of each other at the Wrestle Kingdom. I mean, look. I just got messages on Facebook, you know. Saying, what do you know? What was your overall thought on AEW Revolution? I did watch it, but again, I partially fell asleep because I was tired one from work and two, like, it is difficult to stay awake, you know, when you work a nine hour shift and you gotta go home. And then in that case, you know, certain things. When in regard to a pay-per-view, you got to pay attention to not only the beginning match, the middle match, and the filler match. So, with that being said, folks, I'm trying not to bore myself to tears talking about a company that I've not invested my time in, but I've paid attention to because it's not a have-to, it's a must, because you must pay attention to not just one, but multiple. And I believe that AEW's revolution, if you're asking me nicely. Well, I mean, it may not have been great, but it's like the gladiator component of thought. And that would be when the crowd win your freedom. When the crowd win your freedom. Doesn't quite make sense now because you're not fighting for your life. No pun intended about the whole fucking deathmatch assessment, but when someone literally states and I will you know play that clip later on and off the rails uncensored since I literally have a shit ton of time left actually you know I've been doing this I do have potential guests coming on the show Richard Mate I believe and Chris McFarlane and Brimstone they're going to help me celebrate Off the Rails Uncensored and its fifth anniversary of being on live air, spewing out my opinions, my expressions, my expressionisms, and also, well, my observations, my personal observations about both AEW and WWE. And one has almost lasted, what, three years now? Almost three years, and the other one's been around for, well, forever. So, with that being said, ladies and germs, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and whomever is listening to this crazy shit, the following content contains several expletives that are not appropriated. For children under the age of 18, if they go and repeat it to their high school principal, I am not responsible for the damage that ensues after that. Also, I don't give a fuck because they're not my children. And two, Off the Rails is is a trademark podcast. And... Any reproduction or likeness thereof of Off the Rails Uncensored is punishable by law. You will be fined $45 and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. 
uncensored, off the rails uncensored. This is a trademark podcast, all rights reserved, 2021 Incorporated. All right, folks. Buckle up, you fuckers. There's going to be talk about, all right? Funky's in the truck. Could you hit my music, please? Take it. window, but I do want to play something real cool that uh, well, I found, so let me go searching for it, aha alright, bear with me folks we're going to pause 10 seconds for station identification right here on Russell Radio Network stand by Okay, so again, this is a clip from the end of posting of the show, so take a listen, folks. So what Mox had to say.
Outside of that, you know, post promo that happened, which, you know, it's pretty cool. Now, most people would think I was going to start bashing AEW for what a shitty pay per view it truly was. Um, you know, I could save that for the next. You know, you know I can't really. <laughs> if I start roasting, and I mean. Really laying back and laying, laying into. Let me rephrase this. If I start really laying into them, hella heavy about how the pay per view lagged and all this shit. Look, I'm not gonna lie. I uh, I had I had to watch it twice. Once, you know, I fell asleep during some of the things because I was tired. And then other times, you know, I was just like, okay, cool, you know what, I'm going to wake up and actually do this shit because I'm a broadcast fucking journalist. Yes, I am, considering the fact that we are marks that sit here on our phones and read results or actually are watching live, which is definitely coming back, hopefully. But the title of my show reads The Gladiator Theory AEW W or slash WWE Win the Crowd and the little moment Moxley had at the end where he said, I'm coming for my title, you know, he doesn't know how to build a sparkly you know, a uh <laughs> know how to build a depth match ring. That was pretty funny. And I will admit, you know, at least he made light of the situation. So there were positives, there were negatives. That's every wrestling show. You're not going to have a perfect fucking card every time, and people make that mistake. You're not going to have WWE perfect. That's a dead given, man. It's a fucking a giveaway that you know people are going to watch shows and make assumptions, and then they're going to sit in comment boards on fucking Facebook, Twitter, and all that shit. And make a comment and make believe, you know, play the make believe worker or booker or promoter. And fucking dude just rolled into one. Whether you're Vince McMahon or Tony Khan, it doesn't matter. AEW's revolution, I'm going to be honest with you, it wasn't the greatest, but it entertained my friends who did watch it. And they said, you know, they from top to bottom enjoyed it. Some people have different taste, acquired taste. That's just pro wrestling for you. It's not sad, man. It's the truth. And you think I'm going to, well, like I said, things that really caught my attention that made me go, why didn't you do it differently would have been, you know, the death match, obviously. The match with Sting and uh, Brian Cage and Darby Allen. That one, you know, I was not surprised that they paired him. They paired Darby Allen with Sting. They're very similar gimmicks. And yeah, the one of the other things that really doesn't surprise me. If you want your company to succeed, you bring in a name. Christian Cage just happened to be a name. Notice how Vince was kind of silent about the whole Christian Cage being the reveal. And also, you know, when I read earlier that Bully Ray was trolling the fuck out of AEW. See, I'm not the only one that notices, folks. You know, you have a story to tell. You have an audience at home that watches your shit. So are you really going to sit back and just be like, okay, yeah, well. No, I mean, now that we've all heard what happened in Christian Cage and the likes of AEW and how he said I wanted to work for him because maybe he saw something different. Maybe he wasn't going to be used as much if he were to stay in WWE and that shit happens I'm not saying it's illegal for someone to move wrestling companies because that would have been a fucking funny farce hearing me say the words oh by the way you know you are you know working with Edge again and Edge is already you know a champion and I don't know if Christian or you know, he just felt like 
it was time to oh yes, let me talk about past companies for a bit. WCW or WCW and WWE, ECW, and then you had Smoky Mountain Pro, the promotion that Cornette ran on the side. So the fun part about watching shit now and comparing it to back then, back then they didn't really have all this social media outlet stuff, you know, like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But now seems like people are just fighting for me uh social media attention. That's not necessarily a bad thing. But at the same time it's just like okay, um AEW's pay-per-view coming up. Was it good? Was it bad? Was it indifferent? It's the same. In some regards. In some regards. Um, Yep, I mean, I agree, dude. It was... um, Well, yeah... I would say that the biggest issue with the whole thing was that it just, the ebb and flow was very off on Revolution, and that's the one out of probably two negatives that I can think of. The flow of yeah, the flow of the Revolution was not Nothing was just clicking. It was just all, from the outsider's point of view, it was just all stiff. And it was, you know, <clears throat> stiff as in, seemed like every match needed color, except for Jericho's match with the Young Bucks. See, I, I mentioned names. I just didn't mention what I like to call the uh, Mount Rushmore of AEW. But he wasn't involved in this pay-per-view, no, sir. But, the you know, there's a battle royale, there's a women's tag match, but there's no women's tag team championships. Does it have to have a championship for it to have meaning? I mean, I'm reading some of your stuff that has been sent to me through Instagram. Could be important, you know. You can't, I can't make this shit up. To have a qualifying match for a title, that's not a bad thing, dude. What I'm getting at is when you stand at the fucking podium and say the words, we're not going to be overly saturated with WWE talent. I think there's a lot of redos, repackaging when it comes to wrestling. Mm-hmm. I would say... One of the biggest pet peeves that I have with AEW is like, why do you want to move you know, this match? You could do this match. So Miro's match was basically a fucking filler. And you look at the other stuff that AEW has done thus far to get their attention again. The audiences, that is. You would have to dig into the archives of, why is there tape measure? Why is there tape? <laughs> I'm all over the place tonight, folks. I apologize. So it's like. No, but I I just want to point out before I uh, venture off air. AEW's pay-per-view revolution was, in a sense, not every band's cup of tea. I know most of the people that are in AEW as, you know, I've seen their careers in prior organizations, you know, like New Japan. And, well, let's see. There is Tommy. Is there Tommy Dreamer? Are you sure? Oh, yeah, never mind. That's totally Blanchard. No, but I'm just telling you guys. It seems that if they have the theory of the gladiator feel like to a whole bunch of stories, if you win the crowd, I think it's more or less you win more time on air is what I think this means. So, 
Mm-hmm. For sure. Thank you, Patrick, for uh, acknowledging all that stuff. Professional wrestling is going to be full of shit most of the time. Okay, so what I believe is good wrestling is going to translate into, no, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. OMG, maybe you should get out of this group, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's what it literally translates into. So don't do anything on social media unless you're the moderator. And two. My eyeballs are starting to so shut if you catch my drift. But I just want to add some final thoughts because I'm not going to make my show really short. I'm going to try and push through it tonight, folks. AEW Revolution was proof that you can have a bad pay-per-view and fans still will not notice what the fuck is going on. What's going on is that they said several things. They, as in Cody Rhodes. They, as in Chris Jericho, in a good sense. They said things, you know, like, oh, my God, I can't believe you said this, blah, 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 blah. I'm offended. No. I believe Mick Foley will be the judge of the death match. I believe that When you look at current wrestling product, you know what you're going to tell yourself? Holy shit. Well, yeah. I believe that, you know, when you have two companies and Vince McMahon was just depicted as someone being peaceful letting go of Paul White. I mean, come on. Come on. He's not as bad as some people say. So, they're peaceful people. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the story, actually. So, you have two companies. One in which is about ready to burst under the seams. As far as, you know, getting people coming back, shows making sense again. It's going to be one big happy family. And I mean that in the most sincerest of all ways. You can't get rid of me. You can't get rid of me, sir. All right. All right, Trevon. So that little sound bit was probably the one saving grace of the whole pay-per-view. Being serious, dude. Like, you have different product out there that is reminiscent of old WWF versus well ECW and it's very similar how you just had a death match that's only the tip of the fucking iceberg if you let let certain people dictate you know the promotion like Bischoff did with WCW and people want to point the flame or flame and fucking finger at Vince Russo well, you guys missed the fucking boat. That's just... Honestly, folks... I keep saying honestly as if it's like a big fucking deal. It is. But I'm not going to sit there and commiserate the whole fucking show about how great a pay-per-view was and how it could be 10 times better... Well, sometimes you just have to look at the facts and you look at the evidence and say, I looked at the evidence and I looked at the facts. The evidence being AEW Revolution, the facts are that, well, I wasn't a big fan because I fell asleep during a show that involves color in wrestling and I don't know what I'm doing as a human being that's so wrong at all. Considering the fact, folks, that I'm going through my freaking house, trying to figure out what door to smash my freaking head with, and how bad some of the pay-per-view truly was. They gave these matches B's, not D's and F's, because the writer, whomever is on CBS.com, is probably going to be biased, 
far as their view. So, no and yes, to answer your question, I didn't really take notice. Well, actually, I did. No, my head didn't smash in between the goddamn car. But I'm trying not to bore you all the fucking tears. I'm trying to stay the hell awake. I don't, folks. It's going to be hell on earth. Most of you. Am I holding back? Yeah. In some regards. Because it's always good to hold back sometimes. But now, the floodgates are open. As I said, I'm trying to push through this whole ordeal. If I don't, life as we know it will end. Not really. Oh, no, 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 no. See, I've always been told that you should be honest with yourself and how you feel about a certain company, but be careful what you do because, or say, because somebody might be coming on your show that might represent AEW or WWE. So what I'm going to say is, from the bottom of my fucking heart, that pay-per-view, some parts of it were the drizzling shits. And by some parts of it, I'm talking about Miro match. Yes, it was a filler. No, I'm not going to spend time talking around in fucking circles about how it was shitty. No. It was a match. It filled up the time slot. And voila. It was the end of that. The Sting-Darby Allen match. Now that's better because Sting's been around for a while and he knows how to make others look decent. A.K.A. Hogan. A.K.A. several people. When it comes to Sting, yes, he's 61. But, you know, who's counting? I mean, Christian Cage is 47. Is there an age limit that you we didn't know about as workers that he says you can't work at a certain age, so therefore you can't fucking wrestle because your arms might fucking fall off, your limbs might go limp, you won't be able to fucking tie up with someone? No, dude. Wrestling really doesn't have a limit until your body says, fuck you, I'm not doing this shit no more. And three... The Battle Royale, I'm not, you know, a fan of because to me it's just one big Royal Rumble without the whole five, four, three, two, one bullshit. Okay, so there are certain things in this lifetime that make you go, wow, did that really just happen? Did I really just witness that? That was during the Omega Moxley. If you didn't hear any fan complain because I don't know if the post-match thing was still on there when it was on live air, but I do know that it's one of them things that'll make you cringe because it just looks like pyro effect. And it's funny, Moxley called him out on his shit, which, okay, he took care of a rant for me because normally I would have sat there and been like, uh, well, it was okay up until, you know, the whole was it supposed to explode, was it supposed to have landmine effect, you know, who the fuck knows? All I know is that it wasn't the greatest pay-per-views, but it did entertain in some aspects and other aspects not so much. That's what we call wrestling. may not entertain you in the first 20 fucking minutes, but in the next set or so, yes, it will. It's hard being a wrestling fan because you know people are going to be like, well, they don't have an audience, so how do you watch the show? Revolution had an audience. They were in Jacksonville, Florida. Is that a good or a bad thing? I'll let you be the fucking judges of that. I'm, I can rant and rave all I want on here, but what good will it do me? You know, you have to... I have to sit here and understand something. Wrestling, if it wasn't for them last night, I probably wouldn't have been able to sit here and tell you what I thought about it. So I started thinking about... Which way to approach this? You know, I wasn't a big fan of the pay-per-view. If I'm dead honest with you, I was not a big fan of what AEW just did. So for people saying that this 
it was pure, pure wrestling, you're full of shit. Death matches have to have a certain flavor for me, at least, and others, all right? Granted, there's a lot of shit that you see, you know, and you don't see, which is behind the curtain, which is sacred to a lot of the people that have been involved in pro wrestling. So, again, it's not difficult for me to say it sucked, because it truly did suck, okay? It wasn't the greatest of pay-per-views. And the gladiator conundrum theory of when the crowd win your freedom, when the crowd you win respect, all the above. So, yeah, it's really hard for me to sit there and get behind what they do because they have multi-talented people working in their company. And it's kind of – it's very similar to WWE if you think about it because, I don't know, there's a few that went over to volunteer to make announcements – you know, on their social media and be like, you know, what do you think? And Vince McMahon actually said, you know, he's he's never been a bad competitor. He's always been a loyal employee. They weren't going to use they – they were paying him to stay home maybe because they didn't want to risk his health. Did we ever think of that? Everybody points the finger and they don't fucking read articles. Like yesterday – I read a lot of stuff, but I don't like reporting because, like I said, it's schoolgirl gossip. Unless, unless you all want to hear. Oh, you do. Okay, cool. That's. I'm not saying I think it's pretty awesome that you want NXT to come on Raw and you want things to get interesting. I don't blame you. Mm-hmm. Well. Like I said, the pay-per-view wasn't the greatest, but it did entertain some of my friends and very many other Americans sitting at home, bored as fuck. Yeah, the stream was free. That was nice of them to drop the price completely. Is there negative things to say about AEW? Sure. Instead of booking yourself in certain situations, like, oh, I don't know, a championship match, or two, or three. I'm not saying you can't, but Holy fuck. That's not bad money for Andy Orton. I don't know if anybody else, you know, would say, well, he's not just the only thing. He said, well, yeah, it could be CM Punk that plays lays out the middle ground work, which means literally plant work outside making sure things are going to be in the proper... <laughs> making sure that he's... CM Punk is basically... The guy that keeps things honest, and whether he likes a match or dislikes a match, it doesn't really matter. He's still a part of WWE, or actually he's a Fox affiliate, so I don't know if he can be a part of it. But you get the point. CM Punk's got him out, and he can work. That's why AEW tried to contact him, because they were in Chicago before this whole fucking pandemic went on. And, um, boy, that felt like old times witnessing what was going on outside or before the ice cream parlor in fucking Texas. You see him scooping the flavors just like AEW was seeing scooping the flavors. I'm sorry, my analogies fucking suck because I'm tired, folks. I best, you know, that's my cue to finish up the fucking show. AEW did their best, but not best, you know, to make it their own. I ain't in the near future, though, if you have a pay-per-view, just point this last tidbit out. When you stand at a fucking podium and you say you're not going to be overly saturated with former WWE talent, you're going to be homegrown, but you realize your first gen of wrestling was, um, you know, what it is. Please just mean what you say and say what you mean. An old, old saying. An old, old adage. Because if you don't, what? Be careful. The audience can help things along when we come back. And if you have another pay-per-view, please take your time on the card. Do not rush. That was part of the fucking problem. It seems like they everything was put together, you know. There's some build, but not a lot. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. 
the confusing the fuck out of the crowd, you know, like why the spark was. It was hilarious. Like I said, it was fucking hilarious when Moxley was like, he's a really cool dude, but he can't build a deathmatch ring to save his fucking life. Those were his words, not mine. And in this, in this show, what I'm going to tell you is, yeah, I wasn't a big fan. And it's hard for me to get behind a company that lies. So does that mean WWE too? Every company lies. But what I mean by lying is we're not going to be a company that overly saturates itself with former WWE talent. Chris Jericho said that. No, he didn't. I don't know where you're getting your quotes from. That was Cody Rhodes, but also Tony Khan and Chris Jericho that said, you know, we're not going to fill this to the brim with former WWE superstars. This is not possible. Now, if they had Randy Orton or someone different, I'm going to actually start paying attention. But other than that, if you didn't like what good old Brian Reynolds had to say, then I got three choice words for you. Get about it. Toodles, bitches. I got to go to bed because I got to go to work tomorrow. I love you all. Thank you, Germany, Latvia, Indonesia, Australia, the U.S. of A. Thank you all for paying attention to this crazy – oh, Italy, Taipei, Taiwan, Singapore, you know, anyone listening overseas, I want to say thank you, all right? For real, though, toodles, bitches. I got to go to sleep. Dig it. be 